0: Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The cycles of God, that which is and which is going to be, has already been. And the cycles of God, and that it's all Jesus, it's Christ, from everlasting to everlasting, and every office of the Spirit of God, the Son of God, the redemption office, Son of Man, the kingdom office of the Spirit, as well as the other offices of the spirit, which is only one spirit, not two, three, a binary or trinity doctrine. There's only one. So God works it in and of himself alone to work salvation. And not only salvation, justification, sanctification and ultimate glorification. And we're talking about the cycles, what God has done. And we see that in Elijah, when he comes, the Lord comes off the Mount of Transfiguration. He's seen there with Moses and Elijah. And he takes with him Peter, James, and John up to a mountain apart. There he's transfigured among those three. It lets us know that it's only going to be a remnant of our seed that keep the clamps of God and have the testimony of Jesus that's going to see this last day move of God And notice it's one-fourth of the 12. Three. And three is very indicative of the Bible numeric of resurrection. We know that three is resurrection. And in the third day, I'll raise you up and you'll live in my sight. And three, Jesus resurrected on after three days in the tomb. Three is the number of resurrection. There's three, Peter, James, and John, taken up to the Mount of Transfiguration where we see three, Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Now, it speaks of the third day. Now, where do we see that? In Hosea 6, verse 1, it says, Come and let us return to the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. It's all for the revelation of Jesus that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And it says, after the second day, I will revive you. That's re- revival. The revival in revivos is what the church has been going through for the last 2,000 years or two days. But now we're in a new day, a new time, a new season. And it's in the third day, which we're in now in 2022, that I will raise you up and you will live in my sight. Three, the number of resurrection. If we fall to the know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning comes to us as the morning star. And he will come to us, the coming of the parousia. He will come to us as the rain, not the second advent, but before the second coming of the Lord, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, there is a ministry of Moses and Elijah. We see that in Malachi 4. Behold, I remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. There Moses did judgment miracles. He literally famished the gods of Egypt. Destroying the gods there through the judgments of Christ. Well, you know, it's Christ because it wasn't Moses doing the miracles. It was a Christ in Moses. Same way with Elijah doing restoration miracles and kingdom miracles. It was not Elijah. It was Christ that was in Elijah. And that's the reason why that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, it states that all the Old Testament prophets, we start with Samuel, we go to Samuel, Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, Moses himself, the prophet, Search diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. That's a capital F. Christ is that spirit. Now that's the doctrine of Christ in the height. He is God almighty. Christ has always been God and always will be God. Jesus is that Christ. He's always been. And uh, he is that God, the Lord, Jehovah God almighty. And when it signified, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ, Christ, the spirit is going to form himself a body of flesh and blood. Not as Christ Jr. or a different person of the Godhead, but the same Spirit. Christ, the Spirit, will be manifest in Christ the man, one and the same. Therefore, Christ is the Spirit of God manifest in a body of flesh and blood, and that's the revelation of Christ in the Lord Jesus, that he is the Christ. He is the Hamashiach. Then David, he's that Messiah that we've been looking for and is manifest 2,000 years ago in the flesh. And he is going to return again. This same Jesus that you see, the ascend to heaven, will also come back in like manner on the Mount of Olives. Before then, there is a ministry of reconciliation, of restitution of all things all truth. And we see that, that the Holy Ghost is given to lead us and guide us into all truth, not partial truth. In Pentecost, we saw through a glass darkly. We had knowledge in part. We had understanding in part, whether it be prophecies, they'll fail tongues. They'll cease knowledge. will be done away with But when that, which is perfect is come, then all these things in part will be done away with then we will know even as we're known of him. In other words, full knowledge. That's all true. So we find in 1 John 2.20, you have an unction from the Holy One. You know all things. That's all things of faith, which is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. And you know all things, and you know all truth, and no lies of the truth. Who is a liar, but night not that Jesus is the Christ that he is every office of the spirit of God. Now that's what the revelation of Christ is in that last book in the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that he is the alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come. The almighty, the omnipotent, the omniscient, all knowing, omnipresent everywhere self-existent eternal God, that's Jesus Christ. So the work of the ministry in the body of Christ is to reveal Jesus to the people, the gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. So coming down off the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter stating there in First Peter, one that he saw his majesty, He saw the Spirit of God break through the body of Jesus Christ. His face shone as it were the sun, and his garments were glistening down to his feet. It is noteworthy that Peter said, let us build here three booths, three sukkahs, three tabernacles, one for you, Jesus, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But he wist not what he said. He didn't know why he said it. And this is indicative of the last day work of the ministry that will be revealed Jesus only. It will not reveal Moses or Elijah for it was the spirit of Christ in and through Moses and Elijah that were doing the miracles. And that is where the revelation of Jesus, that he is that God that is above all, and in us all, the father of glory. Therefore, Jesus comes down off the Mount of Transfiguration after they saw Jesus only, not Moses, not Elijah, but Jesus only because it was Christ in Moses doing the judgment miracles. It was Christ in Elijah doing the kingdom miracles. And of course, Jesus said, I, I can of my own self do nothing The words that I speak are not mine, but the father that dwelleth in me houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works. He said, you see me, you've seen the father, all the works that he did. The words that I speak are not mine, but the father that dwelleth or houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works. He's the one healing the sick, cleanse the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes losing the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and kept it going free. Blessed is he, whomsoever is not offended in me, Jesus said. But he said, I can of my own self do nothing. If I with the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God's come down to you. That is God himself. Well, it's Christ doing all, which is Jesus only. And that's the revelation given on the Mount of Transfiguration, in Matthew 17 coming down off the Mount then the disciples asked Jesus why do the disciples of John that is John the Baptist say that Elijah must first come why are they saying that and Jesus said Elijah truly must first come and restore all things a restoration now why did he say that well for running Jesus' first coming was John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah. He states that Elijah has already come if you will receive it. And they, they understood he spake of them, John the Baptist. John, the beloved disciple, the beloved disciple, John the Revelator, we find in Revelation 10, will be in the spirit of Elijah in restoration, that he must again prophesy. Before many nations, ten kindreds, tongues, and kings, in the spirit of Elijah. And why the restoration of all things, the all truth, the faith that was once delivered to the saints that we've been earnestly contending for for all these years? Why is it so important? Because in Acts 3:20 20 and 21, the heavens must receive Jesus; he has to stay there until the times of the restitution, or restoration, of all things. Not the things of the world, but the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things, so far. The evidence of things not seen. These are the eternal things. These are what we are to set our affection on the things above, and not on the things beneath. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Now, with that said, Elijah must truly first come and restore all things. Jesus stated that in Matthew 17. Now we're going to see that there's great truth there for us in these last days in a restoration ministry. In restoring all things, all things of truth, all things of faith that was once delivered to the saints, And we're going to find that that faith is the testimony of Jesus. We see in Revelation 14, 12, that the redeemed, the redeemed of the Lord, they keep the commandments of God. Those that love God keep his commandments and have the faith of Jesus. That's a faith that was once delivered to the saints in all truth. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things, everything written. Well, we find in Revelation 12. We're not talking about Israel there at the nation. We're talking about the woman. That woman being the church, not national Israel. They're not called by the name of Jesus. The ceiling in Revelation 7 is not the ceiling of national Israel. It's a church of the living God. And anybody says it's national Israel does not know that the restoration of Israel will be on the day of the Lord. Shall a nation be brought forth at once in one day? As soon as Zion travails, she brought forth her children. But this is before the great and terrible day of the Lord. The fullness of the Gentiles must first come in, and then God will turn his focus to national Israel for the promise to the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc that the nation of Israel according to Genesis 12, will be saved. Not in the church and the body of Christ, but all nations in the earth will be blessed in Israel. He re- will return the kingdom to Israel. That's what they asked Jesus in Acts, the first chapter. In uh, Jesus showing himself alive after his passion for 40 days, they asked Jesus before his ascension, Will thou at this time, Lord, restore again the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said, it's not given unto you to know the times and seasons that God has put in his own power. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses of me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, we know that came into the dispensation of grace, the church age, the embryonic church. Now, but she's going to grow up. That's a former rank. It was given moderately. Now we're going to come in the latter rain, the latter rain of the Holy Ghost, in the third day, which is that third thousandth year, which we're in now, 2022. So what does it mean? It means that the heavens must receive Jesus, not an imminent return, until all these things of truth are delivered to the body of Christ. That is... The heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things, not partial truth, all truth. And it's given to us to know all truth. The Holy ghost is going to lead us and guide us into all truth, which is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Without the spirit of prophecy, that faith that was once delivered to the saints, we could not understand the words of the book of this prophecy which are given to us in Revelation 1, blessed are those that hear and keep the sayings of the book of this prophecy. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, things of faith, which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it, signed, sealed, the eight the of the Z, the to the Ta, the Alpha through the Omega, by his angel unto John. And John is in the spirit of Elijah. And we find there that in Revelation 10 that John heard the seven thunders when they uttered their voices. The seventh thunders uttered their voices. John was about to write. But that would be a general reference to the general. Knowledge of God in all the earth. But it would not reveal the individual will of God to each individual member, members in particular. So that's the reason it told John, God told John, write it not. The angel said, don't write it. Then take the little book, that revelation of Jesus Christ, the words of the book of this prophecy that's in that angel's hand, Take that little book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it, all truth, all things. This is the restoration of all things that will allow Jesus to come in that last day coming of the Lord Jesus when he will descend from heaven himself with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ will lie will arise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so will we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort you one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians four seventeen on. Now, before he comes, there is a restoration of all things that must happen. All truth. And that's stated in Acts 3, verse 20 and 21. Now, realizing that there is a work of the ministry, that the body of Christ must enter into all truth and receive it, and it will be in a restoration of all things, which Jesus refers to as Elijah truly must first come and restore all things, the restitution of all things. There, the Lord will not come until then. It's stated plainly in the word of God. Now, with that said, we find we need to look at Elijah. Elijah then is going to perform eight miracles. Elisha, that is going to be the one carrying on with a double portion, is going to work a 16 miracles, twice the number of eight, a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Then we're going to see that it's going to cycle again. It cycles from Elijah to Elisha. Then it cycles again with Jesus doing all many times more than the things done in Elijah and Elisha. But then Jesus carries it on in this cycle again, going higher and the frequency of it being manifold times, said greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. But it will not be the body of Christ doing these miracles. It will be the Christ in the body of Christ, in the church that will do these last day miracles, in restoration miracles, that will restore all things back to God. Restoration. Restoration. Leading and guiding the body of Christ into all truth. And uh, Jesus is not coming until that happens. Again, Acts 3, verse 20 and 21. The heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. All truth. But in the cycle, Elijah, as we see in the person of Elijah, that is one revelation we need to see. el e yah it that is Jehovah, is Elohim. It's a one God message. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's a Shema. Well, that is Jesus Christ, which is the first commandment of all, the dominant commandment, in Mark 12, 29. The scribe, scribe asked Jesus, what's the first commandment, the dominant commandment of all? Jesus said, hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. That is the dominant commandment. And I shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and might. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. In this hang all the law and the prophets. That's the fundamental truth. And faith worketh by love. And that love of God that passes all understanding that he commands that we have that love, the same love I had toward you, you are to have toward all that are in the world, this same love. Well, we see the love of God. We perceive the love of God because 1 John 3, 16, hereby perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. God in his own body of flesh and blood died on the cross. Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. It cycles again. What I've done, I expect you to do. Well, but it starts there, he said, with Elijah. Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Why Elijah? Because it's going to cycle from Elijah to Elisha. Then Jesus is going to do much more in the glory, revealing who he is, the Christ, because it's the Christ in Elijah that was doing the works. It was Christ in Elisha doing the works. It was the Christ that Jesus did in the days of his flesh. And then it will be the Christ generation that it will finally cycle in all truth and all glory in the manifestation of Jesus in the flesh, in the church, in the body of Christ. So, the Lord gave the word. And great was the company, company that published it. That company is feminine. It's the church of the living God. Why did he do that? Because the Christ generation that shall be counted for the seed that we see in Matthew one, he states, there are 42 generations in Christ there. And as he goes to it, Abraham to David, 14 generations, David until the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations. Well, then, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Jesus is 13 generations, not 14, not the 42nd. It's a 13th or the 41st, 41st generation of whom is called Christ, 42nd generation. Why did he state that of whom, is, whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ? because it refers to the Christ generation the generations that shall be counted for the seed the seed of david jesus christ is come in the flesh any spirit that confesses that to confess that jesus christ has come in the flesh is to confess that jesus is the christ the spirit of god is come is a present imperfect tense means that he is still coming presently and it has not been perfected yet until the last Gentile be birthed into the kingdom of God and the wild olive branches being grafted into the branch, into that vine. And then the Lord will return his focus to national Israel that they will be saved through our love, through our mercy, as he states in Romans 8, 9, 10, and 11. So therefore, the Elijah ministry is going to cycle. He said, Elijah must truly come first and restore all things, Matthew 17. Well, he did eight miracles. As we see that and we look at the specifications that he did in the work, Then we're going to see it cycles up, and it's going to be a double portion in Elisha. Well, what does that tell us? It means Elohim is Jehovah, one God message. Then we're going to look at the works of what he did. And where he goes, he starts off at Gilgal, which means a wheel to roll away. Gol, gol, tha, to roll away our sins is a gol, gol, the wheel and Tha is the alofta. That's the A to the Z in the Hebrew Golgol Golgotha. Golgotha, it, of course, is the cross. Well, he starts there at Gilgal. Now, in the meantime, he has gone to Elisha, said, follow me. And Elisha, there said, right, i let me tell my parents. And Sarah, he said, what, Elijah said, what is that to me? And he leaves. And then Elisha, as he takes the yoke and burns it up and the oxen. He burns that bridge. He's never coming back. The 12 yoke of oxen. And then he follows Elijah. As he follows Elijah mentoring, being the protege of Elijah, Elijah being the mentor, Elisha being the protege. As he's preparing, there's a preparation to see if he will follow on to know the Lord if he's obedient in all things. So they start at Gilgal, It's at the cross, it's at the wheel. And he says, Elijah says to Elisha, "Tarry you here, stay here. You don't need to follow me, just stay here. But Elisha says, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave you. In other words, he's understanding that he must go on to the higher glory. Then he goes from Gilgal, go-go-go-thah. then he goes to Bethel. Well, Bethel, the house of God. As is there, Elijah says to Elisha, Elijah, one God message, Elohim is Jehovah, Yah is El, that he is God alone. To Elisha, Elohim is salvation. He goes to a higher glory in the work of salvation. We're seeing it. Elisha, the very name. Well, Elijah says to Elisha, Tarry you here, say it, Bethel, for I'm, I must go on. Elisha says the same thing as the Lord liveth, as I so live, I will not leave you. We have to go from the cross to the house of God. Then we go to Jericho. It's much, it's fragrance. And as he follows on to Jericho, then he says the same thing again to Elisha. Terry, you hear? It's much, it's fragrance. It's talking about a new thing. And Elisha says the same thing. As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul lives, I will not leave you. We have to proceed from glory to glory, from faith to faith in every place that we are and must believe and adhere to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Till finally we go to Jordan. He's called the Jordan, the Descender of Dan, Jordan, which speaks of death. He goes over the Jordan River. And he tells Elijah, tells Elisha, stay here, tarry here at Jericho. It's month, it's fragrance, stay here. No, going on. They go to a Jordan, the River Jordan. There, Elijah takes his mantle, smites the waters, and they stand up on the bank to go over dry shod. And as they do, because he has been faithful in all things, not just called, not just chosen, but faithful, Elijah says, Elisha, what would you have me to do for you? He said, I want a double portion of your spirit, a little less, at restoration, I want a double portion of it. You did eight miracles. That means Elisha will do 16. It's a double. Well, now Elijah said, you ask a hard thing. Now it's going to crescendo. It's going to cycle from Elijah to Elisha. The anointing, the mantle will be passed on. The anointing is Christ. It's not Elijah and Elijah doing anything. It's Christ in them. Well, at that point, did you ask a hard thing? If you see, if you have this revelation, if you see what Jesus is talking about, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. If you see the restoration, if you understand it, if you understand the one God message and the work of the ministry, then you will have what you ask. Well, there at the time it comes that, and uh, we see the sons of the prophets, 50 of them, at each place they say, Noah's that your master's going to be taken up from your head. And Elisha will say, yes, I know it. Hold your peace. He knows that. In other words, you can quit anytime you want to. The sons of the prophet were led and they were overseen by Elijah that will be passed on to Elisha. And at that time, Elijah says, if you see it, if you have this revelation, if you understand it, you have earned the right to obtain it. You've been called, chosen at faithful. You see me go up. You'll have whatsoever you say. You'll have that double portion. When it came time, The whirlwind. Now, to understand the whirlwind, and that Elijah would be taken up into heaven by a whirlwind, that it's going to give us revelation of what that whirlwind is. The chariot and the horseman. And the fire. When we see and understand that, it's the work of the ministry in the last days that Elijah must truly first come and restore all things, the restoration and all things and all truth. We have to be called, chosen, and faithful in that calling. And we have to suffer for that, to count ourselves worthy of the kingdom of God for which we also suffer. We see that in Second Thessalonians, the first chapter. Your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. We're bound to thank God for you, brethren, and all your persecution and tribulation that you endure. Persecution, tribulation, what for? which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. Judgment must first begin at the house of God and the righteous scarcely be saved. Then where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear? It's perfecting the body of Christ through the fire. Then it said that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to render tribulation to them that have troubled you. God's holy, he's righteous. His judgments are always righteous. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. Well, there, Elisha, very intent, focusing on Elijah, knowing that he's going to be caught up to heaven by a whirlwind, and the whirlwind is very significant in that the deep, the deep things of God, we see that with Paul. He said, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man what God hath prepared for them, the loving. But it is revealed by the Spirit, yea, the deep things of God. That's a deep truths of God. Even the deep things of God are revealed by the Spirit. And it's far more than a natural mind can conceive or believe. But it's revealed by the Spirit. Yea, the deep things of God. And that deep calleth unto the deep, the deep in us. For us to grow up into him in all things. So the deep calleth unto the deep and God answers the by a waterspout, the waterspout is a whirlwind of water that goes up in a spiral whirlwind, a whirlwind of truth. A rushing mighty wind, uh, that of the Holy Ghost and that with fire, purging all the dross out unto perfection in the body of Christ. There a whirlwind comes. Elijah is taken up in a whirlwind by whirlwind into heaven. Elisha, looking intently on, says, "My father, my father!" He didn't say, "My newborn, my little children, my young men," not the different stages of growth in the body of Christ that starts as a, as a newborn baby, desiring that sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby. He didn't say little children because you've known the father. You have a greater revelation. You've grown from newborn babies, unto to little children, because now, you know, he's the father. Jesus is the father of glory. He didn't say young men because the young men, the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. You've overcome the devil, the world in your own flesh. That's not where it stopped. He said, my father, my father full grown, weaned from the milk, and a full age. These are the ones that have their senses exercised thereby, to discern both good from evil. They're skillful in the word of righteousness, knowing that they grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth. That's the whole ministry of Elijah. Elisha must see it. See it going up in a whirlwind, in that truth, in a whirlwind, and uh, there in a waterspout, going up into the truth of God and not just basic fundamental understanding, leaving, therefore, the first principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. It's a perfection ministry. It's all truth given to the body of Christ that he must restore all things and then the Lord will come. He's not coming until then. Well, my father, my father, Elisha cries it out. The chariot of Israel. The chariot is the the word, the logos. It's the loins of the man. It's truth. It's the logos. The chariot by itself can do nothing. It is and must be pulled by a horse. That's the rhema word. The chariot is all the word of God that you have in your vessel. It's the oil that you have within you. There's ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. The five wise have oil in their lamps. The oil's not the Holy Ghost; the oil's the truth of the Word of God. The Holy Ghost is the fire that lights it. We must have this truth, and we have to have enough oil. How much oil? All truth, all of it, all things, and all truth. And heavens are receiving Jesus until we come to that place, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. We have to come into perfection. Well, that's exactly what's happening there with Elijah. My father, my father, they are full grown. He's seeing the work of the ministry in the last days. Elijah truly first coming and restoring all things. He's seeing that ministry. How he's caught up into heaven. A man child caught up to God and to his throne. The same that Paul saw. I saw a man. Whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. Such as one caught up to the third heaven. And saw things. That's the restitution of all things. The restoration of all things. All truth. And saw things unlawful for a man to speak. Why is it unlawful? Because it's not in the correct season. There's a time and a season for everything under the sun. That's the reason Paul stated in Hebrews 9, 1 through 5. There's a worldly sanctuary sanctuary with a divine service. And then he says something in Hebrews 9, 5, that's puzzling and says that the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat of which now we cannot speak particularly. Why not? Because he's in the season of Pentecost. It's not that last season in all truth. It is in the season of Pentecost, which was seen through a glass darkly. Seeing knowledge in part. Prophecies failing. Tongue ceasing, But then when that which is perfect is come, perfection. Then all these other things will be done away with. Then we will know, even as we are known. That's charity. You add it to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, that's the godlike, godliness, brotherly, kindness, and then brotherly kindness, you added to it, charity, which will cover a multitude of sins. This is the love of God based in doing his will. It's not charity. not love. It's a love for God based in doing his will. Charity is based in the word of God, in obedience, unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So charity will cover a multitude of sins, and charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection. Well, that's charity. And there Elisha sees Elijah go up. He sees that water spout unto heaven. He sees a man-child cut up to God and to his throne in Revelation 12, the church of the living God, not national Israel. That's ludicrous. It's the one that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Those are the ones that have the faith of Jesus. They acknowledge Jesus as their Savior, their Lord, their God. That's Elijah. Yah is Elohim. They understand it's one God. he're always a Lord of God is one Lord. And not only that, they see the work of Elijah, what he's done. They've been through Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, Jordan. They've been with him. We're going to find that as this cycle in Elijah goes to Elisha, we're going to see some of the same backtracking again in the same areas that Elijah went to, Elisha went to. And the first thing we see is that the mantle of Elijah will be on Elisha. Now it's went from Yah is El, God is the Lord Jesus, which is Jesus Christ, one God, and he is the father of glory. Then it goes to Elisha, Elohim is salvation. He's working salvation. It's a double portion. So Elisha sees it. My father, my father the full-grown body of Christ in the spirit of Elijah, the chariot of Israel, that is, the knowledges of God into all truth and to perfection, and the horsemen thereof. Notice the horsemen, plural. It's a chariot of horses, a chariot of camels, a chariot of men. This is the knowledge of God and the lion, man, ox, and eagle of the cherubim in their four faces. And we say, what does that have to do with us? Because God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the body of Christ in the flesh, that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. What does it reveal? The Lord is that spirit. Second Corinthians 317 that's a knowledge that he is God. That's Elijah. Yah is El. There's only one God. They know it. They know the person. Now they're going to work. They've been to Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, Jordan. And they've seen the waters back, go up, caught up to heaven. The man shall cut up to God into his throne. Revelation 12. They're being led and guided into all truth. The Lord is that spirit. They know that it is one God. Jesus is that God. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of the liberty, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We look into that perfect law of liberty. And by doing so, we're changing to the same image. We see it in James. Well, not partial truth now, not seeing through a glass darkly. Now we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Well, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, which we are all in the body of Christ called for, not national Israel. The nation Israel can be grafted in as a natural white, as a natural olive branch into the vine if they will return, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, Receiving the Holy Ghost, born of water and spirit, and grow up in Him in all things, in the church. But there is still a promise to national Israel that after the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, then all Israel will be saved, and that is national Israel will be set up during the millennial. Will all nations of the earth will be blessed in the nation Israel? They are not in the body of Christ. We will walk in the name of the Lord our God, but the national Israel and all nations of them that are saved of the nations, nations, not church, nations, shall walk in the name of their gods, little G-O-D-S, the judges, that are ruling over them as kings and priests, ruling with the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth. That's the millennial. Now, that's not the the nation Israel in Revelation 12, man shall call up to God and to his throne. That is the church of the living God. And when he's speaking to the church that you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake, they name the name of Jesus. And the, Israel has not turned back to their God yet. They will in one day, the day of the Lord. But until then, the church is the body that will Preach the kingdom of God to all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. That's not the national Israel preaching that gospel. It's a church of the living God, and they can certainly be in it because they are the natural olive branches that were cut off because of unbelief. And we were grafted in as wild olive branches into the vine, and we we stand by faith, and there's nothing for us to glory in. And because of their unbelief, we were got them. But now, when they will be saved through our mercy, that's during the millennium. And that salvation is in the nation, Israel, not the church, the body of Christ. There's no replacement theology. Now, with that said, Elisha sees Elijah go up. He sees that work of the man child called to God to his throne. The woman cried, travailing in pain to be delivered. That is not national national Israel. That's a church of the living God in birth pains being hated of all nations for his namesake, the ones called by the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. For a time, times a half, three and a half years, 42 months, And that is the work of the ministry in the spirit of Elijah carrying John, John the Revelator, that's given the little book, the book of this prophecy that eats all of it. And John, in the spirit of Elijah, you must again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. God's not going to raise Elijah or John the Baptist, or John the Revelator from the dead. It will be the body of Christ as John in the spirit of Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, the day of God, the day of Christ. Well, that's what Elisha saw. And because he saw it in the revelation and the knowledge of it, Then he receives the mantle, the anointing of Elijah. He comes back to the Jordan, smites it with the mantle of Elijah, said, where's the Lord God of Elijah? For now, the mantle of Elijah is now on Elisha. It's cycled and greater double portion. Now, we want you to tune into the podcast. We'll go into the specific things that are done in that spirit of Elijah, in the restoration of all things and all truth, in the body of Christ in Revelation 11, in these last days, speaking of the work of the ministry. It is a great truth. It is a present truth. It's a proceeding word of God. It's where the body of Christ is now. It's what's happening right now in and through the body of Christ, lifting up Jesus only not a Trinity, not a Trinitarian doctrine of Christ, not a binary Tunis doctrine of Christ, and not a oneness doctrine of Christ, where Jesus the man is glorified standing at the right hand of God and having the Spirit of God in him, but that the Lord Jesus Christ, the man, is God Almighty, and now he's going to be manifest in and through the body of Christ. So it's going to go in the cycles, tune into it, is going to go to the cycle of beginning. And Elijah must truly first come and restore all things. And John, the Baptist and the spirit of Elijah, did it there before the first coming of the Lord, as Hamashiach been Yosef, the suffering servant. Now, Elijah goes up in a whirlwind to heaven. My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, that fullness of the word of God in all truth, and the horsemen thereof, that horseman is the Rama word going out unto all the world. After he scatters the power of the holy people, then all these things will be finished. Just as he did in the former reign, in the book of Acts, eighth chapter, the saints, the church of the living God, was scattered abroad. And whenever we're preaching and teaching the kingdom of God, to the point where those that have turned the world upside down, Have come to our city also. They abode only at Jerusalem, the apostles, for the saints were scattered abroad. God's going to scatter again the holy power of the people, the church of living God in the last days to cover the whole earth. He doesn't need a television set or social media to do it. It'll be through the individual members and the body of Christ that will carry his word out to all the world for a witness and all nations. Then the end will come. It cycles there from Elijah to Elisha. Then we see the things, Elisha, multiplying that to feeding 100. We see Jesus feeding 4,000 and 5,000, two fishes and five loaves of bread. We see it greatly multiplied in the Christ Jesus. Then we find the last generation, counted for the seed, the Christ generation, Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do, the body of Christ, the Christ generation. that shall be counted for the seed because I go to my father. You will do these great works greater than these shall you do. Not just that Jesus only did redemption miracles, showing that he's a resurrection of life. He didn't do any judgment miracles. He didn't kill anybody. The word of God, Coming out, proceeding as fire out of the mouth in this manner, shall all they be killed that come against them. Fire proceeding out of their mouth, Revelation 11. That's Moses. Judgment, miracles of Moses. So greater, what? What well, Jesus did, only redemption, miracles on the day of his flesh, showing that he is the resurrection and the life. He oversaid, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue. Lame, and captive, went free, blessed is he whomsoever. Is not offended in thee. But then it was Christ in Moses doing the judgment miracles, destroying all the gods of Egypt in the exodus of Israel out of Egypt. It wasn't Moses, it was Christ, that Christ generation. Well, the Christ generation will do the judgment miracles of Moses and then the redemption miracles, uh, sorry, the restoration miracles of Elijah. That is. These kingdom miracles, it will rain not in the days of their prophecy, spike their involvement their plagues as often as it will, just as Moses did in judgment. They'll do the kingdom miracles of Elijah. It will in the days of their prophecy. And all that they're saying, you're seeing judgment miracles of Moses, kingdom miracles of Elijah, and redemption miracles of Jesus all being worked out in the final Christ generation that will be counted for the seed. So it's going to cycle from Elijah, Elisha, Christ, and then greater works than these shall you do in the church of the living God. Tune in. You'll see it's an exciting time to be alive in the body of Christ living for him. There's nothing greater. Now if this is bore uh, witness with your spirit, the Holy Ghost bearing witness with your spirit, we like to have you contact us, know them labor among you, and we like to work with you in the ministry as servants unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You can call me, leave a message, I'll get right back to you. Having many Ministers calling as we're coming into the one God, Jesus only, doctrine of Christ unto perfection. The country code is one plus, 903-746-4885. Leave a message, I'll get right back to you. Or you can write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. You can message us or ask a question on SailingGodsPeople.org, SailingGodsPeople.com, DentistSpirit.org. And we want to thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings. we you keep the podcast coming to you over the way, over the different sites. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.